Every single Thursday, we host Wendy Nola. She is a renowned consumer journalist, and we often talk to her from our Cape Talk studios in Cape Town. So it's lovely to have her here in Yay! person, sitting Thanks, across Arthur. from me this week, um, because she was up here in Joburg for um, the development in a story that just captivated the country last year. Yes. If you recall quite clearly, around November, a story broke about how the family of Nathan Gannis, who had been killed March of the previous year, um, in a robbery outside his home, had been denied the payment of his life policy. This was a hijacking that had taken place. Uh, he was insured with Momentum. They were his life insurer. But the company denied, um, they declined the payment of 2.4 million rand to his family after he was killed. And they cited the lack of disclosure of material details around his health. And this had to do with um, diabetes. Uh, yeah, it was a um, blood, high blood sugar test, basically. Yes, um, yes. That, um, he hadn't disclosed. He hadn't disclosed. Later. Well, he'd yes, had the earlier. tests um, quite soon before um, he applied for the, for the policy. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, that's something you should have disclosed. And in fact... At that time, they would have um, declined the policy altogether because of, of that test. And they would have possibly said to him, okay, well, let's see how the stabilizers come back yeah. and let's try again kind of thing. But at the time, they said they would have taken out the policy. And that's the only reason, the only circumstance where, according to the ombudsman and um, various uh, test cases um, in law, mm-hmm. um, an insurer is allowed to repudi- repudiate the claim and actually cancel the entire policy. Yeah. If... It was something that they would have said, okay, we would still have insured you, but we would have given you a higher premium or we would have excluded that or you would have had a waiting period or whatever. Yes. Then um, they could have reconstructed the policy. In other words, they've said we would have charged you this much more as a premium and now we're going to deduct all those mm. that difference over the you know the time you had the policy before the claim and um, mm. and that will come off the, the claim, which is fair enough. But in this case, they said they wouldn't have paid out. But of course, what the average person hears is, but he didn't die of diabetes exactly. or high blood sugar. He it was di- a hijacking. He was, it was a, and you know, in this country, it's a, it's an incredibly um, emotional, emotional yeah, issue. Yeah, so yeah. although they they were. They, their decision was sound and the ombudsman, the, the case went to the, before the long-term insurance ombudsman. They agreed with um, with momentum, momentum in this case. Um, it, the, the widow obviously felt incredibly um, aggrieved and mm-hmm. she felt it was unfair and she, she went public with it on social media. And so then it, become, it became into our world, traditional Absolutely. media. You took it up as well. I was one of many journalists. It just went completely mad, that yes, story. The station was also quite and involved. In yes, just absolutely. And then giving you know, a platform to the outreach. And the CEO came on in those early hours saying, you know, we, we've got to be true to our insurance principles. And, you know, it's about, and that the risk is spread among all the policyholders and it wouldn't be right, blah, blah, blah. But of course, mm. the public was just hearing an insurance giant, big corporation, David and Goliath, denying a, a rightful claim kind of thing and being, being unfair. So they very quickly, not very quickly, soon, within a day it or two, really quick. it was, I think it was 24 hours, actually. In, in the corporate world, that's very quick. Yes. They came up with um, a sol- what they called a solution. So they weren't saying we were wrong, that the decision was wrong and we're overturning our decision to repudiate it. And they're mm-hmm. saying for the Ganas case and for any others going forward and going back in the past, and they went back 20 years, I've I just know, heard now. which is the update that yes. we, we actually want to get from you because this has had an impact on other uh, members of Momentum, other uh, uh, clients. 
Yes, it has indeed. So let me just find them to date. So they said this, it's called the Violent Crimes Benefit and it, it's paid out of Momentum's profit and not from clients' premiums, which they had pains to point out, right? Wow. So, so anybody that had a claim, um, denied, a family that had a claim denied for a loved one on the basis of medical non-disclosure, as in the Nathan Ganas case, mm-hmm. um, would be paid out um, a benefit to the maximum of um, three million rand, whatever their policy was was for, to the maximum of three million rand. Mm. And they found, or people found them, five other people. So, sorry, four other people. So it's been five altogether. Um, the, mm. And Denise Ganas, um, Nathan Ganas's widow, got paid her three point four million, and then um, just under another four million was paid out to. Um, four others mm. and some of these they couldn't give us for privacy matter issues they couldn't give us <clears throat> the details but um there were four others who were murdered um yeah. one going back as far as 2005 so you wow. can imagine if that family who for all these years what is that 14 years yes um to have lived, lived without, without that payout, payout sure. and now suddenly they got it and they said this is something that they will honor for all similar cases going forward um but for me the message is um it's the learning and this has been for, for, for momentum the power of public perception and you mm-hmm. cannot disregard that and also mm-hmm. they were big enough to say maybe we aren't as an industry and us in particular doing a good enough job educating mm-hmm. consumers about how life insurance works and the and the whole issue of risk assessment and so wait, all of that this morning you were coming from a briefing that this they morning, had. the briefing wasn't specifically about the Ganas case i think they prefer we didn't talk about the Ganas case quite frankly but it did come up it was mainly about the claim statistics from 2018 and what they reveal about what people are dying from mm-hmm. and 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 look it's just there are a major insurer but it's just their slice of of um the story of south africans and their health and it's obviously those those okay. that have life cover and what, where the claims are going but that was the, that was the main thrust of it but of course the ganaska case with the journalists that were present it did come up and come up quite a bit in terms of lessons learned and all of that because it was such a major case and it and there were such big learnings in it for the industry mm-hmm. and and momentum in particular and obviously for us as consumers in terms of how do we avoid Yes, being accused of non-disclosure when it counts the most when we have to make a claim, and it's not just death claims; it's critical diseases and all. I want us to do that, Wendy, uh, because I'm still kind of struck by the other families who've been impacted by this. I'm kind of moved by that, Mm. knowing that all these other families have had relief because we featured a couple on the show uh, who learned the hard way as well after the loss of a loved one, and Mm. they weren't paid out, and then they started this company that helps you. Disclose and fill out your insurance oh, forms I covered as that you case. should. Yes, yes. Because you're talking about Samari, yes, Samari yes, yes. Hendricks. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, yes. I, I covered that case as well. In fact, I was very involved with that case. Right. And she got her. I think the timing for her was right because I took up her case just in the aftermath of the Ganas hitting in November when the Ganas case was everywhere and being mm-hmm. discussed everywhere. Mm-hmm. And she claimed, you know, that her father had had this death benefit and. Um, also medical non-disclosure. It wasn't paid out because they said she didn't, he didn't disclose some doctor's visit, um, in another part of the country where he didn't normally live or something like that. And he just hadn't disclosed it. And so they didn't pay out. And as a result of that, um, 
I don't know if it was a direct result of the Gnas case, but they did, Momentum did say to me at the time, you know, with that in mind and trying to look at these claims sort of beyond strict insurance, but from a more human point mm. of view, um, they paid that claim out and I think it was, it was something like 3.2 million in all. Sure. So, what so I relief. think. What yes, can relief. you imagine? And that had been quite some years ago. I think it goes back to um, her father had committed suicide in, in 2012. Mm-hmm. So it had been uh, more than six years That's and then she'd sort of resigned herself. But yes, as you say, she um, formed this this company, uh, Disclose All, I think it's called, where mm-hmm. they, they, act as, they were insurance brokers anyway, and they just flood insurers with... Questions. Every medical record and um, medical aid claim and doctor's visits and everything when the at inception when the when um, they, the industry calls it onboarding when they take someone on um, so that there's very little chance mm-hmm. so they over disclose mm-hmm. um, the the industry is a good question um, it came up today why doesn't the industry why don't life insurers via the brokers Ask all these specific questions and do all the forensic that they do at claims time right. when you take out the policy. And they just said the analogy was, well, you know, the traffic police cannot stop every single driver on the highway and breathalyze them. It's just logistically impossible. Mm-hmm. So they pick out a random few. I'm not entirely but can sure, make that sure that when I get my driver's license that I'm doing that process properly. You know, before I get on the road, yes, that's true. everything, start, the starting point yes, is done the way it should. that's a very, very good point. They said, you know, in the States, for example, everything is electronic and we haven't got here yet. And the doctors often resent having to, you know, they often charge quite a lot for it as well to pull out all your records and everything else. So for me, the, 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 the big takeout, because I always come in it from the angle of the consumers, obviously, is how do we... Yes. Prevent this um, from happening to us. And one of the things that, um, before I get there, that um, Johan um, from um, from Momentum, sorry, I'm looking to look at my notes now, so many names to remember. Um, the CEO, yeah, Johan van Zell, CEO uh-huh. of Momentum Life, said, um, the Ganas issue was not a great time for us, but the outcome was great. He said there were some people that cancelled their policies, mm. um, and we saw some of them saying so on Twitter, but you never know if people really do. But he said, yes, people did cancel, but he said more than that, uh, more more people that cancel actually phoned in to say, mm, actually, I didn't disclose something, oh. a medical condition. Sometimes it's knowing, sometimes it's not knowing. Yes. So these, sometimes it's just unintentional, you forget to mention it. But they've then since... Um, rectified and said actually in 2017 I was tested positive for whatever or I was treated for depression or whatever it was mm. and then he said others just phoned in to say oh I don't know if I didn't uh, disclose. disclose something and then they were sent the application forms and asked to go and have a look and rectify anything so that was great and then wow. also they said this is something the whole industry should do that they've um made redone their forms to be much more specific the questions much more specific and sort of in the last three years or kind of rather than have you ever or whatever right. or have you suffered from and this was one of my learnings from today because when they mean suffered from they mean diagnosed had it whatever whereas someone might hear well i didn't suffer from hypertension because um Taking it literally, right? Mm-hmm. I think when you have, it's called the silent killer for a reason. You don't, know, you yes. don't know that you have it until yes. you have a test in most cases. So that word "suffer" is open to interpretation, and it could lead to unintentional. Um, so diagnosis would be better or, as a word. Or, 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 even diagnosed or, with hypertension or treated. Yeah. Or so treated. what? They, it's an example. So what they've done is, mm. is they've they've tightened up the wording. They've made things more specific mm-hmm. and try to make it less just fill in those mm. those grey areas. 
Um, so, so yeah. Right. That's so interesting about how we knew that this case was always going to shape the industry, that it was going to have consequences on how business is done, that it was going, it's not going to be business as usual because of the level of outrage mm-hmm. that was expressed by the public. There was no way, um, whether or not momentum, uh, capitulated or not, whether they changed their policies or not to the public, it was always going to have a lasting impact in one way or another. And from what Wendy is saying, it's had a positive lasting impact. We'll take your questions and your calls after the break. Do so on 011-883-0702-31702 for your SMSs. Um, what comes to mind? What are you thinking of, especially when it comes to your own policies right now? Um, maybe you've had a repudiated claim uh, um, and uh, 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 know better. I'd love to get your experience and your WhatsApps and voice notes on 72 702 702. Lines are always open on O double one. Read and rise at the 8th Annual Kingsmead Book Fair, happening on Saturday, the 25th of May at Kingsmead College. Find out about writing challenges as author Craig Higginson, Echo Daker, Spiwa Gloria Ndlovu and Heather Morris talk to fellow writer Ephemia Chela about the highs and lows of the writer's life in a session titled Writing the Sweet Sorrow. Visit 702.co.za to purchase your event and session tickets and experience interesting dialogues that will elevate your thinking. The 2019 Kingsmead Book Fair, Read and Rise, sponsored by Standard Bank Wealth and Investment, Porcupine Ridge, Timberland and 702. On 702. It's 25 minutes past two and we're in the company of Wendy Nola today giving you an update on the momentum story that broke last year, but also broadly looking at um, this part of our insurance life, the um, material, what is it called, Wendy? It's called material... Uh, medical non-disclosure. So material medical me- non-disclosure. Yeah. So yeah. the material means it was a disclosure that was so bad that they wouldn't have given you the policy, policy. whether it's mm-hmm. a life a policy or um, um, income protection or um, uh, you know, your dread diseases cover, yeah. all that kind of thing. Um, so it's not just your your life cover. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you if you you know you have an accident and you or you get cancer or whatever, you don't want that claim. Um, to, that you're relying on now and your hour of need to be rejected because you failed to disclose Absolutely. something that you should have on the form when you applied. Yeah. What sorts of things emerged as things that are okay, so often not disclosed? Ever practical. I actually said now I had the, the, the rare a situation of sitting with all these insurance people around the table. The press conference was over and I said, right, um, I want to give consumers really practical advice. Like, mm. you know, it's one thing saying, be careful, you don't do this. But and another thing saying exactly, I said, give me practical examples. So they huddled together, thankfully. Mm. And uh, they said, um, there are four lots of things that they, that the insurers genuinely want to know, um, when you're applying for insurance. So medical information, what have you been diagnosed with? Have you, have you been given a name of your sickness? So you need to disclose that. Yeah. Symptoms, have you experienced Tingling, chest pains, headaches, cough all the time, back pain, that kind of thing. So be aware of what's going on in your body. Mm-hmm. Medicines, what medicines do you take regularly? Prescription and over-the-counter, including illegal drugs. Wow. Okay, so some drugs that used to be illegal aren't anymore. Exactly, but, yeah, so if those, you're relying on those marijuana. Yeah. Um, doctor's visits and scans, very important. Ha- have you been in hospital? Have you done blood tests? Have mm. you had scans? Any, any medical tests in hospital or anywhere else? And from this, you you know, you need to indicate yes or no, and then that tells them whether they need to go ahead and probe more. 
from my case files over the years, the one that, that trips people up the yes. most when they complain to me, you know, outraged and traumatized by the fact that their claim's been denied is, is number, um, Four, the doctor's visits and scans, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. I forgot about that doctor's visits. Oh, but I didn't take treatment. Yeah, but you should have known that you should have disclosed that kind of thing. So, yeah. So if you've so got does a, that mean we also have to keep a, a, our own medical records. It's it, it's it's um, a good idea. If you've got a good broker, they'll guide you through the process. So, um, you know, they get a lot of information from medi- your medical aides. Mm-hmm. Some of us ch- chop and change. I've had three in the last 10 years, probably. So it, it becomes complicated. If right. you move around, you get different doctors. You, so it is a schlep, but it's also the reason why there Looks is quite a lot of this in non-disclosure. Um, right. Unintentional, I would say. Let's go to Caroline calling from Bryanston. Hello, Caroline. Yes, hello. Hi. Yes, can you hear me? Loud and clear, Caroline. Yeah. Just a question for Wendy. Um, my, when this whole donate uh, case um, was made public, um, I looked at a copy of my husband's momentum life policy. Scrutinized every line. Are you there? Yes, we're listening, yes. Caroline. Yes. Yeah, uh, scrutinized every line. And we saw under qualification that uh, a, a BSc degree had been added in a column where it says, tertiary education that my husband had never done and it was in a it is in Mm-mm. a completely strange almost almost immature handwriting and it's neither mine nor my husband wow so clearly so now what's my future what if my husband had to pass away and i went ahead with a claim for his life policy and they said what's this yes okay so that's the wrong a, information it's, on his profile. Yeah, Caroline, that's a very interesting question because it's obviously not medical information, and I can't see what direct bearing it would have on, on, um, you know, a, a, a death claim. Um, you're not going to die from overstating your your qualifications, but someone's just snuck that in there, and I would certainly get hold of your broker or Momentum directly if you prefer. Raise it with them and say, I don't know anything about this, but I want to raise this with you now before, uh, you know, I have to uh, submit any claim mm-hmm. um, and, and let them guide you on that. But yes, anything, no matter how trivial it seems that you're not comfortable with sure. on your application form, then um, it's worth going through. And you've just borne out what we're saying, Caroline, that this incident, mm. um, ha- you know, for, uh, led to many of us examining our own um, policies and, and f- trying to figure out whether we inadvertently um, would be in a similar position because right. of non-disclosure. So good for you for going through that and, and do have a, do take it up. Don't just leave it. Yes. I can't see the relevance, but, but I'm not an insurer, obviously. So you yes. check it out. Yes. Um, because you do get asked your highest qualifications. Yes. You know, uh, it might have, it might forms. have some bearing on the premium. You never know. Exactly. Yes. So, uh, maybe she does need to follow that up. 702. Asanya Mosaka. Lines are always open on 011-883-0702. It's 24 minutes to three. So many of your calls, and I think we'll just spend this next half hour going through them. Uh, Lucona in Fosleris. Hello. Hello. Hi, hi. Oh, how are you, Abba? I'm good, thank you. Wendy's here as we talk about this issue of material medical non-disclosure. Yes, um, we're currently in an issue, um, me and my wife are in an issue right now mm. with um, FedHealth. What has happened was that um, we joined FedHealth while she was still pregnant and we said that when we started. Um, the medical aid said that uh, they, they won't cover the, the, 
the pregnancy. pregnancy and the birth. So we said, no, it's not a problem. We've already made provision for that. What we would like is to have a preg- is to have medical aid to just just to cover our family. You know, since obviously we have a child and so um, we spoke to them. We joined, and our membership was accepted. And they told us that the baby would be. Um, the baby would be would be added as soon as he's born. We just need to send all the documents and all right. of that. So um, during that during that time, we had a little bit of an we had a, we had a we had an issue where the gynecologist said that our child has uh, it looked like he may have a birth defect. Mm. So he sent us to a specialist. We went to check it out and confirmed. Um, mm. Fast forward, um, we spoke to the specialist and all of that, and they said that it would be better for her to deliver early. Mm-hmm. So. We delivered early, um, we paid for the delivery, and they said the reason for delivering early was so that they can operate and fix the defect whilst he is still small and they can just let him, just, just incubate him so that he can grow and be fine and all of that. So um, we've con- we contacted the medical aid, we contacted FedHealth, spoke to them, let them know about this issue. They said, no, it's fine. There will be a, a co-payment that will be applicable. Yes. We've put, we had put that money aside and everything. So... Um, the operation comes. Well, the child was born, and then a few days, we, we gave them all the forms. A few days later, they, they, they operated. They just wanted to stabilize, and then they operated on the baby. On the day of the operation, Fed Health called, um, called me and told me that um, we're under investigation because um, there was a non-disclosure of pregnancy mm. on, the, on, the, on the application form. Mm. Now, I was listening to what you were saying earlier on about ambiguity or having a... A medical form that is a little bit open-ended mm-hmm. so i think that was the case on our side because we are fighting with them now and saying look we had already we have disclosed and we've disclosed in many many conversations we've had yes and all of that and they cancelled our family membership so now mm-hmm. we're without a medical aid mm-hmm. with with a few hundred thousand rand worth of bills and you know we've been trying we've we've used almost all our savings now Mm. Try to cover the bills, but I mean the bills going up by mm. about fifty thousand rand a day for neonatal. You know, so Can you I know we don't under we, we're not right. sure what to do in the situation because okay. we yeah all right L- Wendy Lukona was it yeah um. So, so sorry first of all for everything that you've been going through. I can just imagine how traumatic it must be. Um, yeah, yeah. The the issue is one of uh, that the allegation on the medical. Um, schemes front side is that you failed to disclose the fact that your wife was pregnant, which I find quite hard to believe because you said you then had a conversation about the fact that the pregnancy wouldn't be covered um, but from the time the child is born, the cover would then kick in so um, you say that you disclosed this and there were you know many conversations uh, there was if their phone if there were phone conversations around that anything yeah, that phone conversation. then you okay so that should be quite simple then you are entitled certainly in the case of a dispute where the phone conversations are material to the nature of your cover to insist yeah. that you be given access to those, those calls, recordings, yeah. those recordings. Yeah. Um, so that would be the first thing that I that I suggest. I, I'm guessing you might have gone there. What did you, would they not give you those recordings? Um, they said they they won't give me voice recordings. They'll Ooh. give me the transcript. And the thing is, with transcripts, you can rewrite anything. There's no vocal. There's no nothing. When so was your I'm son born, Lukona? He was born. Um, to, um, he's turned. He just turned two weeks. Two weeks. Oh, so this is very new. Mm. Okay. This is very new. Okay. Um, 
So you are entitled to the access to the calls. You don't have to accept um, a, transcript. a transcript. So that's the first thing that I would suggest. If you are having any difficulty with that, um, then please um, let me know. The producer will give you my contact details, mm-hmm. and I'd be I'd be very happy to take that up for you. But the call okay, recording no, is key you. because you have to establish if you've got any case that you did not fail to disclose the fact that yes, that your yes, wife was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you know the thing that's really disingenuous on their side is that I asked them to give me a contract that says I won't leave the medical aid if that's the problem because ultimately the only issue they had was. They said that the reason why we don't want to cover you is because you didn't disclose and the fact that um, other people leave the medical aid after we've paid out mm. or whatever procedures. And I said, but that's, that doesn't have anything to do with me. I took on the cover and I, I told you everything. I, I've even yeah, got, yeah. She even said, I've got your chat. I've got the, 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 the chat. The okay. We should be, you should have a strong case of what you've told me mm-hmm. is backed up okay. with the calls and everything. So, mm-hmm. so get in touch and uh, we'll see what we can do. Just stay on the line, Lukona, please. Uh, stay on the line so that we can pass on your details to uh, Wendy, put the two of you in touch. And I know you're quite uh, strong and vocal about this question of uh, phone call recordings. Very. Because that is a formal uh, contract. In fact... Uh, one of um, our callers, Frank, is raising a, an issue around that. Good afternoon, Frank. Uh, good afternoon, uh, Zanya. Uh, how are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for calling, Frank. All right. Um, I was listening to the conversation as well, and um, I've got uh, quite a bit of experience of, uh, and I think every, I think most of the callers are the experience of the companies, which SMS you, uh, especially the very big companies, the telephone companies. They offer you life policies, uh, uh, you know, up to 10 million rand life policies, TLC, terms and conditions apply. And then when you uh, send them an SMS or whatever, then they will call you and they will try to do the contract telephonically. And I fall, I, I fell into the trap where I bought uh, for a very big uh, telephone company uh, a life policy. Mm. And um, obviously, you know, normally... Um, you're somewhere on, you know, where you don't have all the details in front of you. And a person cannot remember everything that happened with you. In the phone call, yes, you know, yes. That's why yes, I say never do that over the phone because mm. you're on the spot yes, and you're normally a bit distracted and it's not yeah. a good idea. That's that's true. And what happened is I bought a life policy for uh, for 10 million rands. And, um, and then um, I also made uh, some, some of my uh, the beneficiaries you know, and then I realized that I forgot to say something, and I and I asked the company to 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 to, to send me the contract. And uh, when they eventually um, when they eventually send my contract, I realized that because when somebody offers you a life policy, it is uh, for when you die. Mm-hmm. But when I when I found out, I was not covered for death. It's only if I die in an accident. Yes. Uh, unnatural way. Yes. Uh, oh, my. Yes. I was, being, I was being charged 1,800 grand a month. And I was paying three years for something that... So only an unnatural death. Yes. Yes. Unnatural death. Wow. That's that's tricky. Thank you for phoning in. Yeah. Read the small print and be sure that you you read 
you, you go into it first before you agree, and, how, and you don't do that over the phone. And mm-hmm. you would assume because the traditional life cover is is not going to, it's going to be for all forms of death, right? Except for suicide, if it's in the first two years of the con, of the policy, it's standard. You obviously to avoid someone taking out a policy and yeah. with the intention of committing suicide. Yeah. Um, so so that is very disingenuous. I love that word because it's obviously yes. meant to, to trip up a lot of people. So I hope you cancelled three the, years paying oh, these did you pay, Did you pay one what one eight for three? Years. Uh, did you pay one? I, paid, I, paid, I think three to four years. I paid the, oh that, my uh, word! And that, then eventually I just cancelled it because you know what I realized. You know those people were taking me for a mm, for a ride, and I even mm. asked for the recording and everything. But I just realized you know it's going to be price to it's going to be senseless to take a big company. Well. You know, I feel like mentioning the company's name. Well, I don't know if I'm allowed. Well, I'd prefer you to hold... Uh, Frank, Frank, hold Frank, on. what I'd like you to do is, first of all, tell me when you asked for the voice recordings, what did they? how did they respond, this company? Um, no, they said they said to me, no, I was... Um, uh, you know what? Um, they will send me the voice recording, and they did tell me that it's not for uh, life. You know, it's not for life. It is for the accidental death and all that type of thing. But my, my argument is when you, when somebody offers you a life cover, it's for life. It's not for actually, for when you die in an unnatural way. And how do you define it? You okay, know, so, you, so you're saying how it, do you explain, yeah. How do you explain some, how do you explain everything on a telephone? Absolutely, a telephone Frank, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's not a case of they didn't tell you, but, but you, you were, you were on the phone mm. and, um, you didn't see it in writing. Never a good idea for something as important as that. And you made an Absolutely. assumption because they sold it as life covers. I can understand, but unfortunately they've covered themselves because it obviously was mentioned in that pitch, but you, you just didn't pick yeah. up on it. So yeah. thank you for warning others though, Frank. There's Absolutely. A, hopefully your, your waste of money, um, is going to help others we'll protect a whole them. lot of us. Yes. Because mm, we take these calls, we engage in and these we conversations. we take things for granted. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, let's take a break. And gosh, we still have so many calls, Wendy, and we still have so much as well to get through in terms of some of the insights that were shared today about the nature of uh, what is ailing us, some of the things that we're claiming for yes. um, in this country. Some so, quite startling stats if we could run through them quickly before we get to news would be great. Yeah, we're going to do that after the headlines and we'll take the remaining calls as well. 702 SMS Azania on 31702. It's uh, 10 minutes to uh, 3 o'clock. Lots to still get through. Chris, let's take a quick one from you. I know you've been holding patiently. Thank you for that. Hello, Chris. Hi. Yes, Hi. Chris. Hi. Okay, my question very quickly is um, I have a brother that passed away uh, quite recently, about four months ago. But a year ago, prior to that, he took out a policy was uh, underwritten by Old Mutual. Mm. And he had a heart problem. And he disclosed it to them that he had a heart attack and he had a bypass and what have you. Mm. And uh, they listened to him and they said, no, they'll cover him and what have you. And he said, look, I need the cover urgently. So will I be covered immediately? He said, yes, you'll be covered immediately. And uh, so on. And then a year later, he now passed away exactly a year later. So when we were doing the claims and what have you, we sent all the documents to them and they asked for lots of documents and um, doctors' uh, mm-hmm. reports and things like that. And we then gave them all the details and they followed up and they came back to us about a month or no, no, three months later. And then uh, they said, unfortunately, it's been declined because on the policy, it says that uh, there's a waiting period of 24 months, but it doesn't stipulate 
uh, his ailments at all. It just said there's a waiting period. So we requested the uh, okay. hearing, in the, the, the conversations, because it was done telephonically. And then they sent it to us, but none of the uh, question, medical questions that was there has been asked. Hmm. What do you mean that the what call was think? edited? Sorry? Are you saying the call was edited? I'm not sure, but there was no questions asked on that on 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 the on the call. And they say that the questions were asked in October, but they didn't send us the October. Uh, okay. Um, so there's your therein lies my answer that you must insist on being sent all the call recordings relating to the taking out of that policy. Not selective. They, they can't send you selectively. No, it's okay. very important because it's material to use that word again mm-hmm. to to your mm-hmm. dispute. Okay. So that's what I would suggest. And again, you're welcome to um, let me know um, off air um, how that goes for you. Okay. And then Joseph and Brinston, are your sentiment about insurance companies? Hello. Hi, Joseph. Yes, go ahead. Ah, yes, yes. I was just saying in my mind uh, that there's normally an ethos of optologies proving, you know, claims, you know, finding a way to reject the claim rather than processing it purely on the basis of agreement. Like the case you mentioned uh, of the, the, the momentum case, I mean, they had to recapitulate as if there are no rules and found more other people. All right. The tendency is, is to cater for profit rather than being ethical because statistically, you know, you've got a million people as, as clients yeah. and uh, maybe only 10% of them claim, whether fraudulent or not. The thing is that the fund is able to carry them without anybody being rejected. You know, mm, and when you, know, when you don't do something, and something else makes you die if the condition of the of the of the, of the right. payment is, is death, no one should be saying you died without disclosing something which had no effect or reason or relevance to your passing away. Mm. Okay, because That's you, a, there is a figure that you have, right, Wendy? How, yeah, four of I just what, um, momentum's uh, claim status they repudiate. Um, four out of every thousand claims, so the majority, but no, no, it doesn't make big news to say that, that um, uh, I think it's not point, my math is not great, I think that's not point, don't look at not me. four or something like that. <laughs> um, it's a lot less than 1% anyway. Right. Um, and Joseph's, what Joseph has articulated there is, was the basis of the outrage mm. that, that mm. followed you're the, happy to the, take my money. Yes, but like why should it's not relevant yes. that I had um elevated blood sugar levels um I I was murdered. And mm-hmm. that is a I will say that's a very natural human response, but it's it's not the way insurance works and it's yes. because insurance is based on based on risk. So I can give you a quick example, one mm-hmm. that trips people up with car insurance. So I um, I'm probably on, I think I've said this to you before on air. I'm on statistically among the lowest risk, risk category of driver. I'm a middle aged married woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes me, I've been driving for more than 30 years. And so, you know, yeah. I'm considered very low risk as a driver. My 19 year old son, on the other hand, mm-hmm. is, cons- is um, the highest risk. He's a male driver under the age of 25. So what what happens in many cases that I will go to insure my son's car and the premium is I think is outrageous because I'm used to my premium. So I would pay four hundred rand a month on a car and his would be one eight, for example. I yes. mean it's it's yes. fast difference. So a lot of parents think, Oh my goodness, I can't afford that. I'll just insure it. I'll just say I'm the regular driver. Mm. Son has an accident in the car, they go completely forensic, the assessors, and they found out from the security guard and the he friends at, at university or whatever that he is the regular driver. Repudiate col- uh, th- policy 
cancel because they have the right to assess risk and base the premiums and the exclusions and the weight, everything on that, right, on the risk. So if you give them a false risk, either intentionally or not, they, will they have a right to do something about it. That is the basis of insurance, whether we think it's fair or right or not. Yes. So, uh, you know, our job is just to tell people how it works so that you could protect yourself. Yes, uh, yes. Against so that this doesn't happen to denied, you. Yes. So I want us to get to these claim stats yes. that emerged today. Okay, so... Bearing in mind that these stats relate to one insurer, and that's Momentum, mm-hmm. and um, to 2008, industry. so not the entire industry. And also, when we're talking health, these are among um, people who have life insurance. So it's not taking the vast population into account. But it does give you some idea. So one of the most alarming stats that Momentum uh, people raised was that in the under-40 age group, twice as many women as men are being diagnosed with cancer. And what's interesting for me is those we're not even told to have, this is breast cancer and cervical cancer, we aren't even told to have mammograms until we're 40, right? right. So these women must be, um, either the prevalence has gone crazy, all these women yes. are being more proactive about feeling for lumps regularly mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing, but it is very... Twice as many, twice as many women. women as men are being diagnosed with cancer under the age of 40. 40. So this is gender-specific cancer. Obviously, it's it's breast cancer and, and cervical, cervical cancer. cancer. And then yeah. what about uh, unnatural deaths? As okay, so the these are shocking statistics. But bear in mind, they're of unnatural deaths only. We're not talking about cancer and TB and, and all the rest. Mm-hmm. So 45% of unnatural deaths were road accidents, car accidents, which I think is not entirely it's unexpected. Diabolical. The next one is, is, is seeming to be appearing to um, shock people, and that is 24% of unnatural deaths are suicides, and of those, 93% are men. And a lot of it is economic. A lot of farmers through the drought, um, you know, really tragic stuff, of work. E- economically yeah, related, of, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, 15% of those unnatural deaths were mur- murders, and then 7, 7% surgery, either they didn't elaborate, so either botched or someone that's going for surgery that had a low chance of survival anyway. All of these are so depressing. I know. All of them. 45% car accidents, 24 due to suicides, 93 of those being men. 93%, yeah. Were, me- were, were murders and seven surgeries. I think that's quite a, a potent point to leave <laughs> this on. Uh, but I think it's important that we go back to look quite closely with the fine tooth comb, go through our policy make sure that the information that's captured is correct, even go through a process of saying, can I resubmit? Also, yes, ask for your application form. I don't remember what I filled in 10 years ago. So so ask for your your application form and see if there are any gaps there and fix the problem now. Now, yeah. now while you still have a chance. Yeah. Um, and hopefully you're not going to get, they, they're not going to have an attitude of penalizing you for being honest at this point. Thank no, you they so won't. much. Thanks, Aza. Thank you, Wendy. Oh, always appreciate that. And we now have, we can close the loop on this particular oh. story because the impact is now known and felt.